Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now in the midst of spring training, the Yankees still have a few questions to be answered before heading north to New York. Who takes the job in left field? Who takes the final bullpen spots? These questions will have to be answered very soon. All this and more on today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. All right, welcome back to another episode of Pinstripe Talk. I am your host, Amon, joined by Anthony here, and uh, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, how was your week, Amon? It's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, saw some, a little bit of baseball to, uh, uh, around the week, but um, yeah, I think it was pretty good. I'm glad, I'm glad. Baseball is back. It's in full swing. Spring training is here. We are seeing... Uh, players like Machado and Harper with their new teams or watching the Yankees uh, hit a lot of home runs. So it's, uh, it's glad to be back with baseball. And uh, as, we, as we talk about baseball, we're going to go into our first topic here. We have oh, – before we do that, I'm sorry. We have some awards to give out for the week. We have some awards, players, pitchers, rookies, and gold gloves. Even, you've been watching a lot of baseball, and you know the Yankees pretty well. How many your awards? All right. Um, I think for I think I'm gonna do the hitting side. I think I really, I think it was between for me and the last few games. I think it was between Judge and Gardner. I think Gardner put on a show for us against. Um, I think it was Detroit. I'm not really too sure. Uh, whatever their uh, not last game, but the the game after. I think it was maybe Atlanta. I'm not really sure, but um, they went off. I mean you just saw pure offense, pure destruction by the Yankees in that game. And I think that was, you know, the key people in that were definitely judge and Garner um, and Gary got it going. I mean, everybody was joining the party. I, that was a really, you know, good game for us. Um, I think we also saw uh, Chapman a little bit in there. So I think, you know, all in all, that game was a really good game. And I think for the offensive side, I think a lot of the people that, uh, you know, Gary and all of them really picked it up. I, and you know, I think after that game, it kind of, you know, put when they went into the next game, Judge really brought it back. Um, I think he's really getting going um, this season or this, you know, uh, spring training. So I think for me, it has to be him. It has to be Judge. And, um, yeah, for rookies, um, hmm, I would probably go with, I don't know. I think I think I and Duhar. I was looking at him. Um, he was playing a few few of the other games. I think he's doing okay. 
Um, I don't know if I would give it to him. I really can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think I would probably maybe give it to Andujar. Um, but what are your thoughts? Um, if I had to give up my awards, uh, Judge is the clear MVP. He had three home runs and driven six. Um, so he is my MVP for the, for the week. Uh, my signing award, my pitcher for the week, has to go to Masahiro Tanaka. Masahiro Tanaka pitched three scoreless innings, gave up a leadoff triple in the first inning of his game. The first battery faces this spring training. He comes up, he's a triple. Daz Cameron triples off him. Mike Cameron's son, by the way. So it shows you how, how, uh, how old I'm feeling right now. I saw Mike Cameron play, and now his son's playing. Anyway, uh, Daz Cameron tripled in his first at-bat, and Tanaka proceeded to shut it down from there. Three scoreless, gave up that one hit. So he is my pitcher. <clears throat> He's my pitcher of the um, of the week. If I had to give my, my rookie out, um, now, there's not a lot of rookies to be of note in spring training for the Yankees. Everybody knows what their spots are pretty much, except for a few spots here or there. But I have to give it to Isaiah Gilliam. Isaiah Gilliam is an outfielder for the Yankees um, in, in, their, in their world of minor leagues. Uh, he hit one of those home runs against Detroit to go with uh, Judge's two home runs and Gardner's two home runs and Sanchez's solo shot. Um, so I'd give it to Isaiah Gilliam, who, by the way, has two at-bats in spring and has two hits. So he's batting 1,000 for the spring. And gold glove, um, it's hard to see a gold glove award, and especially in spring training, because not every game is televised, so it's hard to really pick. But I have to give it to Giancarlo Stanton, who was playing left field against the Braves, and he made a laser beam of a throw from left field to home plate um, to nail the runner at the plate. Uh, so that on that throw alone, I'm uh, – I'm giving my, uh, my gold glove to Stanton. So, overall, MVP is judged. My Cy Young is Tanaka. My rookie is Mr. Isaiah Gilliam. And my gold glove goes to Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And, uh, yeah, I think that was, those were some well-deserved people. Um, but let's hop I, into one of the more important parts of the Yankees, I guess, defense uh, left field, Clint Frazier, Brett Garner, who do you have taking the position? Or maybe even Stanton. Now, left field is the only spot this spring that is a, uh, that I think – I think the spot is really wrapped up personally. Uh, I think the Yankees have it wrapped up in their mind. Obviously, first base is more of a battle. If I, but left field, I think the Yankees really want to go with Brett for some reason. I, I, I love Clint's bat. Clint Frazier obviously being the other incumbent to, uh, to play left field. Trust me, he wants the job. He's a very brash, arrogant um, young ball player. And I think he wants that job really badly. And I could see why. But the Yankees, I think, just want to give that job to Brett Gardner. I think, they, I think the Yankees are going to give the job to Brett. Brett has been the consummate professional for over 10 years now. Uh, he has leadership, uh, he, and he's going to be consistent. You know he's going to get out of Brett. Uh, his, his play has definitely diminished the past several seasons, um, but I, I know he's going to get out of Brett. You're going to get a guy who's going to bat around, I mean, it's a big, it's a big margin, but between 265 and 240, so somewhere in there, 10 home runs, play great defense. He's just a reliable bat you put in there every day, and he does a fairly decent job. Clint is more the wild card. Clint is more the guy who can go up there and hit 25 home runs and drive at 85 runs and play great defense, um, and he's very young. Um, but for some reason, I just have 
I, I know this is not a quantifiable stat. The, uh, the analytics people of the world are going to get all over me for saying this, but my gut is telling me that um, Brett Gardner is the man that the Yankees are going to play in left field this season. Giancarlo Stanton will still be the DH until he get all of that back. He'll see some time in left. But um, if I had to say the starter is going to be Brett, although I hope to see someday and someday soon it be Clint Frazier because I think he has a phenomenal bat. Uh, he's got a great glove and that kind of arrogance, that kind of play with your hair on fire. I mean, literally because he's a redhead, but um, that kind of play is definitely a welcome thing in New York. Uh, now, give me give me your thoughts because I know um, I know that this uh, this battle is is definitely one to uh, to be to be watched and even watching it closely. So, yeah, um, I think I think the Yankees are going to start off with Brett Garner. To be honest. Um, you know, he's played, he's been in New York for, a, you know, 10 seasons, something like that. And he's, he's really proven himself that he could, he could play and he could play left field um, or, and the outfield in general. Um, he did play, I think, s- some center field um, when he got uh, called up. So I do think that they'll, they will start off with Brett Garner, but I would not be surprised if Clint Frazier mid to end of the year does take the job over uh, Brett. Um, I just think, you know, if Brett starts getting into a slump, he's not doing as well um, because he is starting off with a good spring. Uh, I do think that they will move to Clint Frazier or even try Clint out. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to use Stanton in the outfield. I, he may be their, you know, DH for, you know, for however long Stanton stays there, but, I don't think they will try out Stanton. I think it's going to be between Clint and Brett, and I do think Clint will start it off. But I wouldn't be, you know, as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Clint takes it uh, mid to end of the year. Uh, Clint should take his job at some point, and some point soon. Brett is a 35-year-old. He's been on this team for a long time. He's very well respected. And it's hard to see guys like that lose their jobs. Uh, But – as you saw last season, Brett Gardner for last season, he batted 236. 236 is his lowest batting average uh, for a full season in his entire career. The last time he batted that low was when he played 42 games in 2008 for the Yankees, when he batted 228. So the Yankees really saw the worst of Brett Gardner last season. Clint is young, he's hungry, and he has a great bat and a very good glove. Now, his spring so far is not is shown all too much. He's only batting 214, um, and Brett has two home runs. So <clears throat> it just shows you that Brett is trying to keep his job. But I do believe at some point during the season, um, if Brett is in one of those slumps where he's swinging at everything and he's, he's, he's essentially an automatic out in the lineup, um, do not be stunned, Yankee fans if Clint Frazier comes up and, um, <clears throat> and takes Brett Gardner's job right out from under him, uh, a la Andrew Har and Brandon Drury last season, I really believe in Clint Frazier a heck of a lot. And Brett Gardner has been one of my favorite ball players for the past decade. He, is, he's, he has been nothing but professional. Um, uh, he really is what it, what it means to be a Yankee. And uh, to, to, to sit here and say that Brett Gardner should lose his job is a hard thing to say to me, a hard thing to say for me. Um, so 
that just proves to you how much I believe in Clint Frazier. Because Clint Frazier is the future of this team. He's the now of this team. I just don't think the Yankees are ready to have him be the now of this team uh, unless their hand is forced by poor play out of Brett Gardner at some point this season, which I can 100% see happening. Um, so I'm going to call it right now and say at some point this year, uh, Clint Frazier will be starting in left field for the New York Yankees. Um, and you will have another right-handed bat in there, um, which, again, there's another reason that the Yankees want, uh, want Gardner to play left field every day. The Yankees are devoid of lefties. If, if Bird wins the first base job, there's a lefty for you. Um, but if he doesn't and Luke Voigt wins it, there's, there's essentially no lefties in the lineup except from Gardner and Aaron Hicks when he's batting left-handed. But with Gardner in there, you have the potential of having Hicks, uh, Bird, and Gardner. So that's three potential lefties as opposed to six righties. So some balance could, could play into factor here. There's a, there's a, there's a whole bunch of factors here. Um, but even with the left-handed batter situation when it comes to Gardner, I still believe that Clint Frazier will have that left fielder's job at some point in 2019. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. I think, I think Clint, this is definitely ha- has to be Clint's year. Um, I know he's been a little shaky in the last few years. So, um, and with Brett Gardner being a little shaky last year, um, I do think that they have to give him a chance. Um, he can't keep playing in the the minor leagues. I mean, I think he's too good to keep him down there. Um, but I, I wouldn't. See, I could see him starting in AAA for a little bit of the season, probably like a, a few months, maybe just the first month, and then getting called up because I really I don't think we're gonna have Brett Garner there all year playing left field, playing the outfield. I would love to see him be just a guy on the bench that comes in, you know, every five to 10 games and, you know, performs well, like he was, he was when he was an everyday player. So I do think, uh, you know, Brett Garner will be that guy that could potentially, if he does start, you know, not doing so well, he could definitely uh, be a really good utility guy. Well, that will definitely be his role if uh, Clint comes up and takes the left field job. Um, it's good to see Clint healthy. That's another, that's another thing we didn't mention. Uh, Clint uh, dealt with concussion issues for all of last season because of a play he made in spring training last year. So it's good to see uh, Clint back on his feet and healthy. Um, but with that, we are going to wrap up our left field battle segment of the show. We're going to go into a quick ad here. We'll be right back with more Yankee baseball in a moment. Hey, this is Jake from the Amazing Mets Podcast. This week, we will continue to talk about spring training so far along with the first base situation. We will also talk about some late free agent decisions that could possibly push us ahead. Make sure to tune in on Thursday at 8 p.m. Welcome back, everybody. Now, from left field, we go to the only other available uh, battle aside from first base in spring training. We go to the bullpen. Well, we have a phenomenal bullpen, but we have a few spots to be won at the back end. Now, even uh, give me your thoughts about the uh, the final few spots to be won in that Yankee bullpen. Um, I could see Domingo Herman definitely taking a, uh, a spot. Uh, I liked him last season. I liked him as a, I he was a little iffy, obviously, with the pitching. Um. 
with the starting pitching when we needed him. But I think he did fine for what he was doing uh, as a starter. He wasn't, he's not a starter. He's a, he is a bullpen pitcher. And I think he, he took the starting position. Well, Uh, even though the record doesn't look good, the ERA doesn't look good. I think he did fine as, as you know, what he was doing um, coming from the bullpen. Um, But I can definitely see him being one of those guys that takes up one of those bullpen spots. Uh, spots, you know, under Batances and Chapman and Anavino. Um, I could definitely see him being one of those weapons that is a little underrated for the Yankee bullpen and could come in uh, at some really tough spots and still come out um, pretty good. So I do think that he could, he could be potentially one of those guys. Um, I could see, I could, now, to, to, sorry, I disagree with you here. But I don't see Herman being a bullpen pitcher, especially right now with Severino and his injury. Severino, for all of you that do not know, Severino um, has a slightly sore uh, shoulder, his rotator cuff. So they're going to give Severino two weeks to not throw, not touch a baseball, and then evaluate him from there. Uh, and that will impact the Yankees' rotation because in all likelihood, he will not be ready for opening day. It could have been a lot worse of an injury. Uh, it looks fairly good right now. Severino was quoted today saying that he felt like it could have been a lot worse and he's feeling okay. So that's all positive on that end. Uh, so I think for at least the first uh, go-round of the rotation, maybe the first two go-rounds, um, Domingo Herman will most likely be uh, the guy in the rotation. Um, but as far as the rest of the bullpen goes, now the Yankees have obviously a stacked bullpen with Dellen Batansis, Zach Britton, Aroldis Chapman, Chad Green, Jonathan Holder, uh, and Adam Adovino being some mainstays in that bullpen. There's obviously some spots to be won. So it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens as far as the rest of the bullpen goes. But if I had to give um, some some nods to what I think is going to win those spots. I think Tommy Canley had scores and they pitched a uh, few days ago, so I believe in Tommy Canley quite heavily. Um, and maybe the Yankees will go with a lefty and Stephen Tarpley, who pitched well in, uh, as a spot starter, um, to, to pitch for Severino. Now, you could also go with Luis Sessa, who was out of options. He's out of minor league options, and I think he's DFA him, that he'll most likely be scooped up by another team. Um, so they could also they could always take Luis Sessa. I have uh, a great amount of belief in uh, Danny Farquhar. He has not pitched well spring, in spring training so far, but I do believe in him quite heavily. So he can win the job. But there's a lot of guys to uh, to potentially uh, win these last few uh, bullpen spots, and it's 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 not like it's a make or break thing for the Yankees because obviously the bullpen is amazing. The bullpen is one, one of, if not the best, in my opinion, the best bullpen in all of baseball. Now, I don't think you're going to see guys like Mawaisaga, um in that, uh, in that bullpen. They want to make him a starting pitcher when the time is right. Um, guys like Albert Abreu and Domingo Acevedo, who are two of the Yankees' uh, higher-end pitching prospects, probably not going to be bullpen guys, but I could definitely see someone like a Luis Sessa, maybe even a Ben Heller, um, coming up and getting one of those spots. They do like Tarpley a lot, so there's a lot of um, a lot of fighting to be had for those last one or two bullpen spots. Now, whether the Yankees really freak out and go sign 
um, either Gio Gonzalez or Dallas Keuchel to fill into rotation, A, proves that Severino was a lot more hurt than the Yankees and, and Severino himself has let on, and B, shakes up this whole bullpen thing because who you, you, you put in the bullpen then? You put Herman in the bullpen if you really think that you're going to go out and sign Gio or Dallas. But personally, I don't think they're going to go out and sign uh, Gio Gonzalez or Dallas Keuchel. So as of right now, uh, yeah, Sessa, Tarpley, uh, Farquhar, Kaylee, Holder, Heller, all those names are guys to look out for. Yeah, um, I could understand why you disagree with what I said, but I was kind of thinking of it as um, a long, uh, healthy team. So with with Severino and all of them in there, uh, who would take those spots? But I could definitely see, uh, I, as we saw, we saw Herman pitch. So I could definitely see him taking that spot um, from Luis Severino uh, as he's injured. But as that is, do you think, you know, James Paxton will take that ace position for for the few weeks that, you know, he's out? Hmm. I am a big fan. You said Paxton, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm a huge fan of Paxton. I'm sorry. I was a slightly muffled there for a moment. I just didn't quite get what you said, but uh, you, and I now know you said Paxton. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm a huge fan of James Paxton. James Paxton... Um, I've had people tell me that he, they think he could be a one. I've had people who know baseball very well think he could be a one. So with Severino being out for a, slight, a small period of time, hopefully a small period of time, um, I could definitely see James Packley coming up and being that guy to lock down the rotation. Big lefty, they call him the big maple for a reason. Um, that he's Canadian. So I could see him coming in and filling in that ace role because personally, if the Yankees have everything going right on their team with a rotation, they have two number one starters. Severino, in my opinion, is one of the best pitchers in baseball. And Paxton was the one on the Mariners and could be a one on a lot of teams. So I, um, I do believe that uh, guys like Paxton and even guys like Tanaka, who know, who know how to step up in big spots, uh, could definitely uh, take Severino's role and kind of run with it for uh, a week or two. Hopefully it's a week or two uh, without Severino. So I, I really do believe in James Paxton when it comes to that, um, that ace role. And I could even see him uh, starting opening day. I could, I could see him starting opening day if, if uh, Severino is not ready. Now, they've given, they've given that to Tanaka before. Uh, I just don't think Tanaka really um, – is, a, is better stuff-wise than James Paxton. So if I had to give the opening day now without Severino, I'd got to give it to Paxton, even though I do love Tanaka. Um, <laughs> if CeCe wasn't, wasn't injured, just give it to CeCe. He was an opening day starting pitcher for a long time, but that's just wishful thinking for a man who I respect a lot because of his last season. But thinking about my head, not my heart, um, Paxton for opening day and for the ace of the Yankees while Severino was down. Yeah, um, I could definitely see Paxton uh, starting opening day. I know the Severino injury isn't very serious, uh, according to Severino. Um, so that's why he, he, was, he was worried about it, and apparently it isn't a serious injury. So he should be back, hopefully, for opening day. Uh, that would be uh, pretty good. But, yeah, I could definitely see Paxton holding it down. And uh, definitely, I, I mean, I don't know how it would go. I hope he's not caught up in the moment because we 
RFC Yankees fans like to hype stuff up, so I wouldn't want to see him do bad on opening day, but uh, I would love to see him, you know, if if Severino was not back, I would love to see him uh, start opening day, and I think he would do do pretty good. I mean, it's not it's not a hard team. I think we're versing the Orioles, so we should start off to a, on a good note, and um, yeah, I think Severino, I mean, Paxton uh, would take that position. I hope you're right, because I think I really strongly believe in uh, James Paxson. But as we saw last season, uh, no game is a cakewalk for the New York Yankees. They tend to play the level of their competition. The record against the Orioles last season was about 500, which is saying a lot, considering the Orioles lost over 100 games last year. So um, <clears throat> just because we're playing the Orioles on opening day does not necessarily guarantee us a win. I've seen us lose to a lot worse. I saw us lose to the Marlins last year and the Orioles. So. Yankees definitely uh, tend to play to the level of the competition, which I firmly believe that they're not going to do this season because I've heard a lot of things in spring training from talks with Willie Randolph uh, on the radio to Reggie Jackson to Aaron Boone himself mentioning that they, uh, they tended to play to the level of the competition, which um, if, you, if you do that, you're not going to be a very, a very winning franchise because you're going to play a lot of bad teams. So... Um, Every game matters. Opening day, Orioles, I'm not considering it a win quite yet uh, until uh, those 27 outs are finally gotten. So I think uh, you want to give your best pitcher, and if your best pitcher is hurt, go with your second best. And your second best pitcher on this Yankee staff, as far as the rotation goes, is James Paxton. James Paxton is the guy I would give the job to. Now, not, that's not to be said that a guy like Jay Happ can't come in and start the game. I mean, Jay Happ is a professional pitcher. He pitched. He was seven and zero last year, uh, in eleven starts for the Yankees. So, I mean, Jay Happ could could could, uh, could come in and start the game. The Yankees have a have a uh, a question mark there with Severino's injury. Now, I'm never going to consider an injury minor until he is off the. Um, I was going to call it the DL, but the IL. They changed the name from the disabled list to the injured list. So until Severino is off the IL, uh, I am not going to consider it a small injury, especially a shoulder injury. Once you go, because if this injury gets worse, if you require any sort of surgery, whether it be major or minor, once you go into that shoulder, it weakens it immediately. You saw that with Matt Harvey when he had shoulder injuries. So that worries me a lot. Uh, Severino is obviously optimistic. Um, the Yankees are saying that they're optimistic right now, but until he is pitching in a major league baseball game, uh, I'm going to be holding my breath because the Yankees ace is hurt and that should worry everybody. Severino is one of the best pitchers to come out of the Yankees farm system in a very long time. So to have him hurt is definitely scary. I am going, I'm hoping and I'm believing that it is a minor injury. But when he comes back from the injury, then, I, then I'll give my opinion whether it's major or minor or not. Because if he's pitching his first game in, in August, then it's a major injury. If he's pitching his first game on April 26th, then it's a minor injury. But the Yankees right now do not scare me as far as the rotation goes. Uh, the bullpen, like I said, can go to a few guys. I'm holding my hat on Danny Farquhar. Big fan of his. And on a personal note, I've met him several times in spring training, once with the White Sox and once with the Yankees this season. Um, when I was down in Tampa, Florida. So I, uh, I like him as a human being. He's one of the nicest, if not the nicest, uh, baseball player I've ever met. So I pull for him as a human being. And also everything he's been through, 
um, as, as a human being. He had that uh, aneurysm after his pitch last year. So you can see him winning the job. You can see Stephen Tarpley, the lefty, winning the job. Um, I hope Kainley wins one of the jobs. So there's definitely uh, a few spots open. But uh, the, rota- the rotation and the bullpen all look quite solid. But there's a few tweaks to be made as far as winning a few spots go. Yeah. Um, I think Tommy Canley, I think, would be a great uh, guy that could come back and uh, do something great for us. Um, he missed, you know, he missed a lot of the season last year. So I do think uh, he, he could be a big part. I do think that the, if Severino is gone for uh, opening day, hopefully he's not. Hopefully we get him before then. Um, I think the Yankees are pretty uh, comfortable with Paxton. I think they uh, used him in a few sp- started him in a few spring training games already. And I think he's pitching on uh, the next one. So I think they're, I think they're confident in Paxton. I think they like what he, what they saw from him already. So if it does come down to, they need a, uh, you know, a starter on opening day, I do think Paxton will take that. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Tommy Canley. I think he was one of the, one of the guys I actually liked uh, to come back into the bullpen and uh, do his thing because he would be another you'd be another guy that's a little bit that would make that bullpen even deadlier um, than it already is. I mean, there's really nothing else you could say about the bullpen um, and adding him into it is just, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, I totally, I totally see uh, everything you're saying. Uh, Tommy Canely, two seasons ago, I mean, you saw when the bright lights were on in the playoffs, he was deadly. Uh, so with him back, potentially this team could be even scarier with that bullpen than it is now. Um, I, I am greatly looking forward to watching this bullpen go out and pitch every day with Adovino, uh, Chapman, Batantis, Britton, Green, and the boys. But that is it for our coverage of the bullpen. We're going to go into a um, ad here. We'll be right back with more Yankees in a moment. Hello, everyone. This is Blake here from the Rattle Up Podcast a show all about the Arizona Diamondbacks. On Friday at 11 Eastern Time, 9 Mountain Time, we will be talking about the recent news concerning D-backs reliever Silvino Bracho and the news that he will need Tommy John surgery and how this could affect the Diamondbacks' bullpen come opening day. With seven spots left in the pen, the list of candidates for the back end of the bullpen shrinks, but will we still see guys like Yoan Lopez, Jimmy Scherfe, and Robbie Scott make the opening day roster? Also, we will cover the latest news and notes from Salt River Field. All that and more on this week's episode of Rattle Up, 11 Eastern Time, 9 Mountain Time. See you there. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Now we're going to go into the topic we talked about more this offseason than we talked about anything else. We have to talk about Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Now that they've finally landed in their spots, they have finally been given teams, finally signed those contracts, we're going to talk about why they didn't get those players, and in my, at least from my point of view, why it's not the worst thing in the world and why it could actually be a good thing for the New York Yankees. But first, Ian, please give me your thoughts on uh, these two uh, generational ballplayers. Um, I, the Harper signing earlier, um, I think it was earlier this week uh, or last week, um, I – it's a big contract. Um, 13 years, $330 million with no opt-out. 
is a little I was a little surprised by the opt out, but his reasoning was he wanted to stay somewhere for a long period of time and I if he wants to do that, he could do that. If it was me, I would definitely want an opt out um cuz you know, I I wouldn't want when the team's not doing very well, I wouldn't really want to be there. Um especially if you have 13 years and a lot of money, you could really do whatever you want. Um but he wanted to stay there. He wanted to also even if it was a bad season or a bad team, he wanted to be there. Um, and he wanted to create a family in uh, Philly. So I think his was a really crazy contract. And it surprised me that he didn't have an opt-out, but that was his reasoning. And I don't think the Yankees would have done that. I really don't think the Yankees would have gave him a no opt-out uh, looking at Ellsbury and what happened to him, um, plus all that money. So I really wouldn't see the Yankees doing it. And it's there's nothing harmful for the Yankees not even attempting to even get that high. Um, I think the Yankees are fine with what they've got. Machado, Machado was a, I think it was a little surprising because the Padres, we didn't hear them all, all season uh, or all off season um, wanting Machado. I mean, I know he, they they were a little bit into the race, but they weren't the key teams like the Phillies or the White Sox and even the Yankees. Um, so I, the, the Machado signing, I think, is good for the Padres. I think they really picked up a great third baseman. Um, he will be playing third for 10 years, uh, $300 million. Um, And their farm system is the best in baseball right now. So I think the future for the Padres is really bright. And I do think that Machado's 10-year signing, I think, will definitely pay off. I definitely see him getting into the playoffs or at least that team and uh, making a push um, in the upcoming years. But um, the the reason with the Yankees, I feel like they they didn't really go they didn't go hard uh, with 300 million for both of these guys. Um, they really didn't need it. I think you know what they have right now is what they need. I think they could win with this team right now. They don't need a big guy like Harper and Machado. And I feel like even if they sign Machado, it would be even even Harper maybe. Uh, I don't know about Harper so much, but with the Machado, I feel like there will be way too many outfielders. Uh, I mean infielders and. Um, I think it'll just get confusing. I mean, we already have DJ LeMahieu uh, and Duhar, Glaber, so and Didi will be taking the shortstop position. And I really wouldn't want uh, and Duhar not playing um, with Machado in there. I mean, obviously Machado is a good guy. Um, he's a great guy to put uh, in your lineup. But I want the young guys to play. I would like to see them develop more uh, than having a big guy with a lot of money. Um, so, yeah, I really think that the Yankees did fine with what they have. Um, but, yeah, Harper and Machado, I think they did I think they did really well with what they uh, – Yes, Harper and Machado both did phenomenally well with the contract they signed. As far as their impact or lack thereof, as far as the Yankees goes, because they're both not Yankees, um, I think that either guy would have been a luxury for the New York Yankees. Uh, Harper would have played left field, obviously, and he would have been very, very good. Um, and a Harper, I mean, and Machado would have uh, taken an infield spot, either third or short, with Andrew Harper probably being the odd man out. And he obviously would have been very good as well. That's no secret. Um, for any Yankee fan saying, after, uh, after Harper and Machado both signed, for any Yankee fan saying, I, didn't want, I never wanted I never wanted a Harper and Machado. Well, that's ignorant. It's, very, it's extremely ignorant because they would have made your team better. Now, if you're saying that of anger because they're not a Yankee, well, that's just an, an, an unsound argument, and I can't have a conversation with you. Um, but 
there's no secret. There's no secret they would have made the Yankees better. But let's not forget, the Yankees won 100 games last year, and they got better in the offseason. So they would have both been luxuries. Now, to go even deeper into this, Harper signed for 13 years, $330 million, and Machado signed for 10 years, 300 That's a lot of money. Some people forget that, I mean, when they're spending on people's money, so when they're when the Yankee fans sitting at home saying, well, you can go out and sign this guy for this, this guy for that, you're forgetting, you're only, you're only thinking in the now. You're only thinking in the right now because those guys are free agents. But you tend to forget who's the right fielder for the Yankees right now that's making pretty much the league minimum. Yeah, that's Alan Judge, one of the top ten, probably top five players in all of baseball. He needs to be paid, and handsomely. He needs to be a Yankee for life. I believe he'll be a Yankee for life, and he needs to be a Yankee for life. So lock him up. He's going to be making a lot of money one day. You to sign him. That money that would have gone to Harper or Machado will go to Judge. And then you say, oh, you could, you could have signed Judge, you could have signed one of those guys. Okay, fair, maybe. Do you forget about Miguel Andujar? Do you forget about Gabriel Torres? Or Gary Sanchez? Or Della Batantis? Or Didi Gregorius? I can continue. They just locked up Aaron Hicks. They just locked up Luis Severino. So clearly they're in extension mode. They're trying to lock up their players who are free agent eligible soon. So right now they're currently working on a Batantis deal. And they're working on a Gregorius deal. Again, money to lock up your core. Judge will be a free agent um, in the next, I think, I think 2023, uh, he'll be a free agent. I'll get the uh, exact date on that in a moment. But they're going to be free agents within the next several seasons, and they're going to, they're going to need to be paid. You can't just throw money around at, at players like Harper and Machado, A, if you don't necessarily need them, but B, because you have players who need the money because they are the guys you have now and you need to lock up. And by the way, yes, I was right. Uh, Judge will be a free agent uh, after the 2023 season. So these are guys you need to pay. And the money that went to Harper or Machado is going to go right to Torres, Andujar, Judge, Gregorius, and Batantis, and potentially others if they want to extend them because the Yankees need to lock up their core. Don't, don't go out and sign these, these, these ball players because they're not needs. Judge is a need. Sanchez is a need. You're not going to find another Aaron Judge. You're not going to find another Gary Sanchez. You need to make sure that the guys you have get their money. And by giving money to players like Machado and Harper, who don't necessarily fit into the team as well as guys who are currently on the team, it just makes more sense to save that money for a later date to sign the ball players you already have. Um, I agree with that. I don't think we needed we didn't we didn't need Harper and Machado, even though this was the off season that the Yankees were going to splurge and sign all these guys. I don't think any of us knew that when we got to this point in the off, in in the off season, even like a few years ago when Harper was going to be a Yankee, everybody said he was going to be either a Yankee or a Cub. We didn't know what team we were going to have at that time. And I think the team that we have now, right now, even with Harper and Machado when they were in free agency, I don't think anybody 
you know, thought that the team that we had now needed them, those guys. I mean, we would love to have them, but I don't think we, we definitely, they're not needs right now on this team, especially for what their contracts were. 13 years, 10 years for over $300 million. I don't think that's the Yankees. I think we're a little bit smart with what they did and, you know, kept their money, re-signed the people that they have or uh, extend them and, you know, let the, let the, you know, let the core of what, of what they built the last few years, you know, stay with them. Um, And I think, you know, with, even though we missed out on them, I think this team is still going to be really, really good. They're going to have to pay the guys uh, like Andujar, Glaber, Judge. I really think they cannot let Judge go. Um, so, yeah, I think the money that they they still have needs to go into extensions for a lot of these guys, get them paid, and keep this team together because, I mean, I would not – we don't know if Harper or Machado will even like, you know, the atmosphere of – you know, where they're playing and stuff. So, or even with the team. So uh, I do think that, you know, what you have now, the winning, the team that's winning, they won a hundred over a hundred games or a hundred games. And I think, I think they got to keep the guys they got. They definitely have to keep the guys they got and they have to make sure that they continue being Yankees for the foreseeable future and hopefully to end their careers. Now for angry Yankee fans saying, well, Carlos Stanton is making a ton of money. Just, just trade him or something like that. Or the reason Stanton, because Stanton's a Yankee, why we didn't get Harper? You may be right. You may be right. Jacaro's making a lot of money. That is not a secret. We a lot of money. But you, when the Yankees got Stanton, he fell into their laps. You cannot pass up an opportunity to go out and get Giancarlo Stanton for essentially a bag of baseballs. They traded Starling Castro and a bunch of and a few minor leaguers. That amount that'll probably amount to nothing. I don't mean to offend them, but probably amount to nothing. So he fell into their laps. Yes, he's making a lot of money, but yes, he's a transcendent ball player and a future Hall of Famer in my eyes. Uh, that is Giancarlo Stanton. So is Giancarlo making a lot of money? Yes. Can we have his contract on this team and still sign Judge and Glaber and Andrew Hart, all the guys we want to extend? Yes. Could we go out and get Harper or Machado as well as Stanton and then? extend those guys? I don't know. I don't know. Now, is Giancarlo Stanton, are, are Giancarlo, is, uh, Harper better, uh, is Bryce Harper a better player than Giancarlo? He probably is. But with that being said, Giancarlo is a man who's at 59 home runs and is very consistent. Bryce has been up and down his entire career. Manny's more consistent. So, I mean, there's a slight gripe to be had with, well, I want Machado and not Stanton. Oh, I almost laugh when I hear that because it's, 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 the, it's the greedy Yankee fan just complaining about their superstars. You have Giancarlo Stanton. The man has won an MVP award, hit 59 home runs, and has more power than, than almost anybody in the game, not named Aaron Judge. So you're, you're like, I want this superstar, not this superstar. Oh, I'm so sorry. You have your superstar. You actually have a few superstars. Please calm down. Any Yankee fan who's saying I want this guy and not this guy, um, because because this because I've always wanted this guy to be a Yankee. I've always wanted Harper. I've always wanted to be a Yankee. So 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 to hell with Giancarlo Stanton because he disappointed me last year. I'm sorry he disappointed you last year. With the 38 home runs and 100 RBIs and the 266 batting average, disappointing to you. Oops. 
I, I, I get so confused by some Yankee fans who get angry because we have Stanton and not Harper. This team is going to be amazing. Please, put, put down the, the torches and pitchforks. Harper's in Philadelphia. Machado is in San Diego. And Stan, Judge, Andujar, Torres, Hicks, Severino, Paxton, Batantis, Chapman, I can keep going, are all with the Yankees. That's a great team. Yankees are going to be just fine this year. And with my slight rant being, being wrapped up here, that is where we will wrap up today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. Uh, I have been Anthony, my co-host Eamon, yeah. uh, saying our goodbyes here. Thank you for listening in, and we will be back next week with more New York Yankees. Thank you. See you guys. Pinstripe Talk is produced by Benson Sexton. Pinstripe Talk is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram. Eamon at Yankees Network 99. And Anthony at AF Simeon 16. That's A-F-S-I-M-E-O-N-E 16. For more Pinstripe Talk content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. And be sure to follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube, at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud, at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Finster Talk. We'll see you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.